The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, there have been suggestions uh, today in some of the newspapers, the Irish Examiner, I read it, that Pascal Donoghue wants to hike the VAT rate for the hospitality industry. It has been at 9% since the pandemic. He thinks it's time for it to go back up to 13.5%, apparently. He does. What would the impact of that be? JP McMahon, the chef, the author and the restaurateur is with me. Uh, JP, given all of the talk from government is how they're going to help people and help businesses and help in the hospitality industry for the uh, months ahead. Uh, were you surprised to read this? Yeah, actually, it came quite. I, I thought I couldn't be shocked anymore because of the <laughs> energy and everything. And then literally when I when I your research sent that over to me, I was like, oh, my God, what are they doing? Uh like, I mean, inflation has kind of pushed everything up 10%, like, I, I think, excluding energy. So, like, I mean, the menu, a lot of the menus I, I look at are about 10% more expensive than they were. But to add another 4% onto that, it feels like the government's giving you something with one hand and then taking 4% back with another. Like, I don't think it's a great move. I mean, I understand there. Uh, I read in the article that it was about hotels Um uh, seemingly overcharging in uh, the summer, and yeah, there was uh, hotels in Dublin were were expensive, and possibly in other resorts around the country. But certainly, by all means, I don't think you could say small to medium sized hoteliers or restaurateurs are participating in price gouging. And I don't know. I think it's this this issue in Ireland with kind of tarnishing everyone with the same brush. Like, I mean, whether you're a small uh, uh, restaurateur or you're a massive restaurateur or that, like you, you seem to have to kind of deal with the, the, the field in the same way. So I think there's other ways in which I think you could make it a better, a more level playing field. I know you and I have spoken before about the expectation maybe uh, among some of the industry that there will be closures, uh, that there will be some fallout to increasing costs, input costs, be that ingredients, labour, electricity, whatever it happens to be. I assume this compounds that problem, does it? 100%. I mean, we closed Tartar last Sunday because of, I mean, the three main reasons were uh, energy inflation, staff shortage and wage inflation. And if you throw 4% VAT on top of that, it is going to send... I honestly think small to medium sized businesses over the edge who um, who can't uh, who can't uh, deal with it. I mean, we're literally looking at bills, energy bills that are coming in in the tens of thousands, not in the like not in the thousands. Thousands used to be the normal. Now, tens of thousands. Mm. Um, and we're just saying, well, sure, hopefully we'll be able to pay them. Like it, it's it's honestly at the moment, it's um, I can't I can't see what, which way the winter is going to go because we're just guessing. It's like, oh, maybe yeah. the government will intervene in terms of energy. Maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll do it for domestic. Maybe they won't do it for industry. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I don't know how, how you feel. I, I'd be astounded if they didn't do something. They didn't intervene in some way, uh, even for the commercial side of the house. The, it would seem remarkable that they'd give you money off your bill and then hike your VAT rate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me in the sense that if they give you 8% off your bill and get 4% back, I mean, I think that's the way things work normally. But I mean, look, uh, that would be better than nothing. Um, I, I do think it's not a good time to increase the VAT. I, I, I understand it has to go back up, but I would be thinking 
before next summer or something. I think you need to get through the winter and the spring, like the kind of the slower six months before we go back into the the busier six months. And if it has to go back up, maybe. But I, then again, sometimes I think the government are testing the waters. They release this information and see who who loses the plot and who who gives out the most. And then they go, okay, we'll pull that one back. We pull this my, one back. Okay. So I hope I hope that's what they're doing. My, might might that be more agreeable to you if they said, listen, it is going to go back. It was only a temporary measure. It has to go back up eventually. We'll do it in April. I think, I, honestly, I, look, if it has to go back up, I'd rather see it go back up it, heading into next summer when when the energy crisis has, has kind of uh, alleviated somewhat and we understand, okay, this is what the bill is going to be. But, I mean, there is such... Uh, it's like looking into the the winter of the energy crisis, like looking into a black hole. It's like, how much is the bill going to be? Are we going to have money in the bank? Like, and and also, and, and compounded on top of that is the kind of is the is the tiredness. Uh, like tiredness is probably the wrong word. Out of COVID, like you're just you're absolutely wrecked. You're flattened. You've been closed on and off for eighteen months, and now you're trying to get back. So it's kind of like the. The, I feel with many chefs and restaurateurs, what's happening is that, you know what, they're going, I'm just going to pack it in. And it's it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like I said to someone that like there was probably 10 reasons why Tartar closed. If there hadn't have been, if there only had been eight, we might have said, OK, let's let's keep this going. But the fact there was just so many and COVID just literally kind of took the whole train off the rails. Well, Elena Fitzgerald Kane is with us as well. She's chairperson of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. Elena, are you surprised that this is on the table by all accounts? I am surprised. And like JP, I think, look, it's hugely damaging, um, you know, potentially, like we're looking at inflation that we've never seen before. Like our energy costs are 60% higher um, than Europe. We've got the second highest uh, cost of credit after Greece. You know, if you look at inputs, things like dairy has gone up 37%. So you've got all this rising cost. You've got all the uncertainty that lies ahead. We're heading into our off-peak season. Not only that, I suppose that's the pressure on the business side, but then you've the double whammy that, you know, people across Ireland, you know, they're going to have less discretionary income um, or that. So it's going to have a huge effect because it's not just a tax on 27,000 their tourism livelihoods it's actually a tax on everybody so in essence whether it's your cup of coffee or your cup of tea it's your lunch it's your treat with your family you're going to see an additional hike and I suppose what's surprising about it is it's one of the few levers available to government to try and curb inflation and the notion that it's in the consideration set it's it's going to have huge huge consequences mm. it's been estimated um that Raising and remember, it's a fifty percent increase. We're going from nine to thirteen and a half percent. Is actually going to add zero point five percent to Ireland's already high inflation rate. So there's definitely a sense of it's not the right time. But the reality is, it's going to make things more expensive here. It also will make us more expensive in terms of the international playing fields. So if we go back up to thirteen and a half percent, Denmark will be the only country in Europe that has a higher um, VAT rate than us. And the reality is, right now. We actually have the second highest uh, consumer costs um, in terms of products and services across Europe. So you're talking about inflaming that. And in a time when there's huge inflationary pressure, it's difficult to understand. This, of course, is not the only time this debate has been had. You know, the hospitality industry got a a lower VAT rate for a time uh, a a few years ago. It went back up. Uh, You got a lower VAT rate again then. Uh, in the wake of the pandemic and I talk of it going back up and and when it was increased previously the same uh, kind of doom and gloom prognostications were made and ultimately the industry just ploughed on but the reality is that tourism in Ireland isn't expected to recover from COVID until 2026 
We're actually lagging behind um, every other sector across industry, you know. And if you look at our, I suppose, numbers of visitors coming to Ireland, they've been consistently behind month on month when we compare it to 2019. Um, that So at the end of the day, 2026 is a long time away, but you're talking about one in 10 of all Irish jobs. You know, we do need that support. We were more effective in terms of COVID and, and government were fantastic to stand up and help, but we're not out of the woods yet. And there is a real sense of this is the wrong time. Um, and, and as said it's going to affect everybody and it's going to add mm. inflation and so how does that make sense when is the right time the right time i suppose you could argue in 10 different ways like the, there is a firm belief that nine percent is the right rate uh, of vat again going back to looking at our european counterparts if it does go up we're less competitive now we're already less competitive insofar as we're an ireland nation and for people to get to us um, but it's certainly not now. I and mean, when you get to recovery, then you're in the position of saying, right, you know, how how can we look at potentially adding to it? Um, but it will affect businesses. There is huge concern about, you know, the consequences of that in terms of employment, et cetera. And I suppose, look, government have gone the distance with us. Um, I think it's key that they stay on course mm. because that goal of recovery in 2026 it will not be achieved if VAT is increased at this time. Well, uh, hotels in Ireland didn't seem like they were too desperate for business during the summer when they were price gouging left, right and centre. Well, I wouldn't say left, right and centre. The reality is if you look at stats and if you look at like STR operate worldwide and they look at tourism stats, if you look at July, right, Dublin um, was €187 Euros, um, was the average room rate. That compared to 214 in Edinburgh and 262 in London. But yes, there were there was evidence of, you know, excessive pricing for, you know, a limited number and last minute rooms. And I would prefer if that didn't happen. I think it's hugely damaging. But if you look at the statistics that I gave you there, it does show that there is value. There's people who sell it below those rates as well, but we never talk up that. Um, but you're right, it has damaged, I suppose, the reputation of, of tourism. Um, it's interesting. It doesn't seem to be a huge issue for people coming from overseas, uh, particularly for Americans. They have the benefit of, I, I suppose, they're seeing huge inflation. We're seeing huge inflation in the UK um, and it hasn't damaged our reputation. But I think it has. there's been more damage at a domestic level. And the domestic market, you know, was what kept us going during COVID. Mm. And it's important that we continue to deliver. And we deliver really great experiences because there is world-class hospitality here. We've invested hugely in it during the pandemic in terms of the infrastructure. You know, when you look at the training that's been undertaken. Um, and I suppose, look, all of that comes at a cost too. So uh, let's set aside then the VAT rate, which obviously you don't want to see increased uh, in budget 2023. What would you like to see happen? What would make a difference to your members facing, uh, as as you and JP have set out, all of these increased bills, all these increased inputs? Carbon credit um, or, you know, grants around um, energy will make a big, big difference. I suppose we're really, really conscious as well that the return from international marketing has been huge. We saw a higher budget last year. I think that's critical. Tourism Ireland did a really, really good job in terms of keeping the lights on. Like we're, at, we're in a situation, I suppose, whereby, you know, the last few months have ran at about 11% behind in terms of international numbers. Now, just just to kind of explain to you and your listeners, Kieran, like tourism in Ireland in 2019 was a 9 billion business and 7 billion of that came from overseas and contributed overall at 2 billion to the exchequer. So we are a contributor. We're Ireland's largest indigenous industry. Um, and that investment, I suppose, in, in brand Ireland overseas, because I said Tourism Ireland did a great job during 
um, the pandemic, you know, when effectively we were a closed market. We have to build on that. I'd also like to see, I suppose, serious um, grants, funding um, and an infrastructure put in place around sustainability because that's where we need to be. And there's also the issue of, I suppose, regional tourism development. I mean, there are many communities that are wholly dependent on tourism but the airports that serve them, you know, there's a disparity in terms of funding. And I think it's important that that's addressed. Elena Fitzgerald Kane, chairperson of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation and JP McMahon, chef, author and restaurateur. Thank you both very much uh, for joining us. Uh, Aidan and Carrigaline says, Kieran also remember that small SMEs, one person operations, etc. pay 23% VAT. We all have costs of doing business. It should be based on turnover. The lower rate up to a certain turnover for example John in Kilkenny says ah the poor restaurants they knew that the 9% was only a temporary measure yet I know from my dining out that their prices didn't reflect that 4% drop in VAT that they were given which is a fair point John though I think they might suggest that they were given that 4% drop maybe so they could put a few more quid into their own pockets so it wouldn't necessarily be uh, reflected in prices but then you might say they were given it so that they could entice more people in. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. Hotels lobbied government and killed Airbnb, Airbnb competition, says one listener with rent pressure zones. Tourism will die because of price gouging and not from the tax. And somebody else texting into the wrong place. I can tell them that first. I'm sorry, I actually can't get my head around VAT. A tax added for value? What the hell does that even mean? That and the tax on overtime. Can an actual economist convince me that they make sense? You might want to get in touch with an actual economist. I'm the last man you want to explain Ireland's VAT system having uh, explaining Ireland's VAT system to you but thank you for the suggestion I might know something about it The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.